Sri Sai Sacharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, A Modern Rendering. Chapter 25 Through firm faith and devotion, wishes are fulfilled. We begin this chapter bowing with all our eight limbs to Sai Baba, who is an ocean of mercy, God incarnate who is Parabrahman and the great Yogeshwara, the Lord of Yoga. Victory to Baba, who is the crest jewel of the saints, who is the home of all auspicious things, who is our Atmaram and the able refuge of the devotees. We prostrate ourselves before him, who has attained the aim and end of life. Baba is always full of mercy. What is wanted on our part is wholehearted devotion to him. When a devotee has firm faith and devotion, his wishes are soon fulfilled. When the desire arose in the mind of Hamadpant to write the life and leelas of Baba, Baba immediately had it written by Hamadpant. When the order to keep memos was given, Ahmad Pant was inspired in his intellect. Ahmad Pant was inspired, and his intellect got strength and boldness to undertake and finish the work. He was not, he says, qualified to write the book, but the gracious blessings of Baba enabled him to complete the undertaking. So you have this Sacharitra, which is a jewel from which nectar, in the form of Sailila's, oozes out for the readers to drink to the heart's content. Whenever a devotee had complete and wholehearted devotion to Baba, all his calamities and dangers were warded off and his welfare attended to by Baba. The story of Dhamma Anna illustrates this. Be content with a half a loaf of bread. The readers are aware that a mention of Dhamma'ana was made in the sixth chapter in regard to the celebration of the Ramanabhami festival in Shirdi. He went to Shirdi about the year 1897 when the Ramanabhami celebration began and provided an ornamental flag for that occasion every year afterwards. He also fed the poor and the fakirs that came for the festival. A friend of Dhamma's from Mumbai wrote him suggesting they should enter into a cotton speculation business, which would bring them about two lakhs rupees as profit. The broker wrote that the business was good and involved no risks, and that the opportunity should not be lost. Dhamma's mind was wavering. He couldn't quickly decide whether to venture in the speculation. He thought about it, and as he was a devotee of Baba, wrote a detailed letter to Shama, giving all the facts, and requested him to consult Baba to get his advice. Shama received the letter the next day, and at noon brought it to the masjid and placed it before Baba. Baba asked Shama what the matter was and what the letter was about, 
He replied that Dhamma wanted to consult him about something. Then Baba said, What does he write and what does he plan? It seems that he wants to catch the sky and that he is not content with what God has given him. Read his letter. Shama replied, The letter contains just what you said. O Deva, you sit here calm and composed and agitate the devotees. When they get restless, you draw them here, some in person and others through letters. If you know the contents of the letter, why do you press me to read it? Baba said, Oh, Shama, read it, please. I speak at random, and who believes me? Shama read the letter. Baba listened to it attentively and said, Dhamma has gone mad. Write to him and reply that nothing is wanting in his house. Let him be content with the half loaf of bread he has now, and let him not bother himself about lacks. Shama sent the reply, which Dhamma was anxiously awaiting. Reading it, all his hopes and prospects about lacks of rupees profit were dashed to the ground. He thought he made a mistake in consulting Baba. But as Shama hinted in the reply, there was always much difference in seeing and hearing, and that he should come to Shirdi and see Baba. Dhamma thought it advisable to go to Shirdi and consult Baba personally about the affair. So he went to Shirdi and prostrated himself before Baba, and then sat shampooing his legs. He had no courage to ask Baba openly about the speculation. In his mind, he thought it would be better if some share of the business be assigned to Baba. If Baba were to help him in this transaction, he would surrender some share of the profits to him. Dhamma was thinking this secretly, but nothing was veiled from Baba. Everything past, present, and future was as clear to him as the amalaka fruit in hand. A child wants sweets, but its mother gives bitter pills. The sweets spoil its health, while the bitter pills improve it. So the mother, looking to the welfare of her infant, coaxes it and gives it bitter pills. Baba, kind mother as he was, knew the present and future prospects of his devotees, and reading Damu's mind spoke to him openly. Bapu, I do not want to be entangled in such worldly things. Seeing Baba's disapproval, Damu dropped the enterprise. Then Damu thought of trading in grain, rice, wheat, and other commodities. Babu also read this thought and said to him, You will be selling at seven seers a rupee and buying at five seers a rupee. So this business was also given up. The rise in grain prices kept up for some time, and Baba's prophecy seemed to be false. But a month or two later, there was abundant rain everywhere, and suddenly the prices fell. Those who stored grain suffered a severe loss. Dhamma was saved from this fate. Needless to say, the cotton speculation also collapsed, with a severe loss to the investors. After seeing how Baba saved him from two severe losses in cotton and grain speculations, Dhamma's faith in Baba grew strong, 
and he remained a true devotee long after Baba's passing. Mango Miracle Once a parcel of about 300 mangoes was received in charity. A revenue collector named Raleigh had sent the parcel to Sai Baba from Goa. When it was opened, all the mangoes were found in good condition and were put in Shama's charge. Only four were kept aside and placed in a pot by Baba, who said, These four fruits are for Damu. Let them lie there. Damu had two wives and no children. He consulted many astrologers and studied astrology himself to some extent. He believed that there was an inauspicious planet in his horoscope. There was no prospect of a child for him in this life. But he had great faith in Baba. When he went to Shirdi to worship Baba, two hours after the arrival of the mango parcel, Baba said to him, Though people are looking for the mangoes, they are damus. You who they belong to should eat and die. On hearing these words, Dhamma was shocked at first, but Malsapati explained to him that death meant the death of the little self or ego, and to have eaten it at Baba's feet was a blessing. So Dhamma said he would accept the fruits and eat them. But Baba said to him, Do not eat them yourself, but give them to your junior wife, this Amralila, will give her four sons and four daughters. This was done, and in due course, Baba's words turned true, and not those of the astrologers. Baba's speech established its worth and greatness while he was living in the flesh, but wonder of wonders, it did the same even after his passing away. Baba said, Believe me, though I pass away, my bones and my tomb will give you hope and confidence. Not only me, but my tomb will also be speaking, moving and communicating with those who surrender themselves wholeheartedly to me. Do not be anxious that I will be absent from you. You will hear my bones speaking and discussing your welfare. But remember me always. Believe in me, heart and soul, and then you will be most benefited. Prayer for Liberation Ahmad Pant closes this chapter with a prayer. O Sai Sadguru, the wish-fulfilling tree for devotees, let us never forget and lose sight of your feet. We have been troubled with the births and deaths of this samsara, now free us from the cycle of births and deaths. Restrain us from the outgoing of our senses to their objects and introvert us to bring us face to face with the Atman. As long as this outgoing tendency of the senses and the mind is not checked, there is no prospect of self-realization. Neither son nor wife nor friend will be of any use in the end. It is only you who will give us salvation and happiness. Destroy completely our tendency for gossip and other negative tendencies. 
Let our tongue get a passion for chanting your name. Drive out our thoughts, good or otherwise, and make us forget our bodies and houses and do away with our egoism. Make us always remember your name and forget all other things. Remove the restlessness of our mind and make it steady and calm. If you just hold on to us, the dark night of our ignorance will vanish and we shall live happily in your light. That you made us drink the nectar of your leelas and awakened us from our slumber is due to your grace and our store of merits in past births. In this connection, the following excerpt from Dhamma Anna's full statement mentioned above is very worthy to read. Dhamma Anna said, Once when I sat at Baba's feet along with many others, I had two questions in my mind. He gave answers to both. Question. There are so many crowding around Baba. Do they all get benefit from you? Baba said, Look at the mango tree in blossom. If all the flowers brought fruit, what a splendid crop it would be. But do they? Most fall off from the wind. Very few remain. Question. If Baba were to pass away, how hopelessly adrift I would be, and how am I to fare then? To this, Baba answered that he would be with me when and wherever I thought of him. That promise he kept before 1918 and has been keeping it after 1918. He is still with me. He is still guiding me. Baba gave this answer about 1910 or 11, when brothers separated from me, my sister died, and there was a theft and police inquiry. All of these incidents upset me very much. When my sister died, my mind was much upset. I did not care for life and enjoyments. When I went to Baba, he calmed me with his instruction, made me eat a feast of Purampuli sweets at Appa Kulkarni's house and get sandal paste there. There was a theft in my house. A friend of 30 years stole my wife's jewelry box, including her auspicious nose ring. I wept before Baba's photo. The next day, the man returned the jewelry box and prayed for pardon. Pranams to Sri Sai. Peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's The Sri Sai Satcharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, edited and narrated by Monica Penaconda. For more content like this online, please go to divinelineage.org, saifamily.org, and peacefires.org. To learn more about Monica, please go to monicapinaconda.org